Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is the podcast Builder versus Buyer. I am also live on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Fun, fun, fun. So, 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 how's everybody doing? How's it going? Um, let's kick off the podcast with a recap of where I've been and what I've been up to. So I have just returned from the International Builders Show, the 2022 IBS. I don't know if you've seen some of the posts. Um, awesome, awesome time in Orlando. Got to meet some cool industry professionals. Got to learn a ton, a ton of awesome stuff about um, building science and design. Um, yeah, just really, really challenged and excited with all that's going on there. Um, the show floor was awesome with a ton of, uh, it was insane how big the show floor was. I, we spent a day there and didn't see everything we wanted to see. Um, yeah, it's just a really, really neat experience. So I will definitely think about going in the future. Highly recommend for those of you that haven't gone. It was fun. Oh, got to connect with some old workmates as well from back in the day. Sorry, TikTok. I'm trying to focus the camera on myself and not the wall behind me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so the podcast. Part of the reason why I'm getting back to it, get back, getting back in the swing of things is like just being around the um, home builder show and seeing all that was going on. Like I just got so excited and re-energized um, to be in it and um process it all. So I definitely want to be doing more content in the future. So my plan here is every other Thursday at 1:15 p.m. I know it doesn't work for all of you, but for plenty of you, you know this is around the lunch break time. So hopefully we can get some people to join in, interact in the conversation, answer some questions. Um Every podcast will be a live q and I'm going to splice in some um, targeted podcasts with guests and things, which should be, um, I got some good ones coming up. So working on scheduling all that. Um, let's get into some thoughts about the Builder Show. And as always, if you're on, if you're watching live right now, feel free to ask any question in the comments. Um I'd be happy to address those as we can. So um, I'm going to talk about the building science stuff first. Um, forgive me, I'm not going to credit these guys correctly. Um, so I saw one seminar with Steve Bazek and Pete Yost. Um, awesome, awesome seminar. Um, one thing that really stuck out to me from their um their seminar. So it was on building performance, high performance design. How can we make better, longer lasting homes that are more energy efficient, more comfortable for the clients? Um, all that. So what um, Pete had a list. Uh, I think Steve, well, they worked together to develop this list, but this is the hierarchy of six things you need to address to get a high performance home. Um, and in order how you need to address them. So I was, I was kind of shocked by this because number six, the very last thing is thermal. Um, so 
the amount of insulation you put in a home is is good and throw as much insulation in as you can afford. However, it's the last behind these five factors. So the five factors in order are groundwater is number one. Obviously, I think we think about this often, but it needs to be addressed. Like if you are competing with any groundwater, PEO said to, um, you know, if you have um, a high water table at the site, you basically have to build a bolt hole for your basement. Um, so number one thing to address is groundwater. He led me onto a awesome website. It's a little bit clunky, kind of hard to use, kind of hard to find data on, but all the data is there and it's awesome is um, web soil survey. So it's the soil survey of the entire country. So you can get soil profiles, soil types. Um, they will even estimate water tables on there for you. Um, so I would check that out if you're thinking of buying a home site. I would check it out before you buy anything. Um, number two, and this is something I've been talking about a lot in some content recently, is site surface water. So site surface water is the water that um, will hopefully go away from your home um, as it rains or as snow melts. So um, the grade profile where your home sits may be below other areas of land around it. And so your site might take on water just due to gravity. Um, and again, site surface water draining across the land. So to have a good survey, um, I would recommend using a surveyor um, or licensed engineer to set the elevation of your home to make sure the grade around your home is always repelling water and not bringing any water toward your house. That's number two. Number three is building load. So this is the water that falls, water and snow that falls on your home. Um, and how does your home address this? Um, this led me to some paths of thought in design of how we can like design better buildings that have, I know it's really popular to do like very minimal or no overhangs right now. I've seen that some in some modern design and um, I'm, I'm rethinking that I've even designed some homes with some minimal overhangs, but like I'm, I'm rethinking that just because a building performs so well, if it's got big roof overhangs, like I have, a nineties home. Um, there's nothing like super crazy or special about it, but, um, I have two foot overhangs everywhere and rarely ever does rainwater or snow hit my siding, which I've got natural wood siding. It's really nice. Cause I, I don't really have to deal with too, too much water infiltration or any, anything sitting on it. Um, so I, it's, it's something to, that we should be thinking about and considering if you're thinking of design um also on building load yeah and so if you're thinking of design designing simpler home structures so things like valleys and um roof to wall transitions are minimized a the most likely area for a home to um leak or have a problem is usually a transition area like those where there's lots of valleys coming in together or there's a handful of materials transitioning you know you have roof and siding and stone um, and flashing are all transitioning in a small area um, yes a good builder should be able to cover that just fine and have deliver you a non-leaky home however 
if your home is going to leak, those are usually the problem areas. So if we can solve a lot of that in design, um, and not have to, not have to rely on our flashing systems, but have have flashing systems as as a factor of safety and not as a core design element, um, the last line of defense, so to speak. Number four is air. Um, so you want to minimize the air exchanges in your home. And uh, this is a longer discussion. Homes are getting too tight. The um, builder framework. I, I've, I've heard all of this, um, but my opinion and um, both Steve and Pete's the people giving the seminar theirs was as well. Like Steve Bezek says this well as well to like control. I want control of the airflow in my home. So what happened in old buildings and the buildings that won't weren't air quotes too tight was they were drafty everywhere and there wasn't um there wasn't any way to control that you just were leaking a ton of air in and out of the building um and because like you didn't have things like insulation um you weren't actually having too many mold and moisture problems because there was no there's no point for the vapor to get stuck in your walls it would just go straight out um and so that's we've learned that's a less efficient system than than the systems we can develop now but we have to design a building that can control that this gets back to designing with simple structures minimizing transitions because if your building is going going to leak it's all those transition areas um you know i minimizing windows door openings things like that um Awkward building transitions are all things that um, lead to um, what we call it air leakage. Fifth is vapor. Um, so this is both the vapor on the outside. So if you're in a hot, humid climate, the vapor on the outside of the home that's trying to get in um, gets stuck in your walls, turns into mold um, using correct building systems to mitigate that. And then if you're in like a cold, dry climate, um, humans, humans generate a lot of humidity. Um, so getting that vapor controlled and exhausted through other areas than leaving it to go into your walls. And then number six, as I mentioned, is thermal. Insulation is awesome. It's good, but make sure to address the first five first. Cool, cool, cool. So anybody in the chats or anything have any questions on the home building show, high performance design, um, floor plans, anything like that? Now is your chance. Let's see here. I did want to talk as well about another seminar, high performance design seminar that I visited, and that was with... Um, Matt Reisinger and I forget their first names. I'm so sorry to these two architects that joined him. They were from, I believe it's Pfeiffer, uh, architecture out of Austin, Texas. Um, great seminar, extremely helpful. Um, so something they mentioned in design, um, one of the architects from Pfeiffer mentioned this. He said, solve your building issues with design, not gadgets. And this gets back to what I was talking about a little bit earlier, where like we can design simple structures that minimize transitions and things like that. Um, he also mentioned 
a lot of things about like protecting your doors and windows. So awnings over your doors and windows can have them last drastically longer. He quoted the study, forgive me. I, I don't remember the study, but it was something along the lines of a door or window that is not protected for, with an overhang is expected to last roughly three to five years. And a door or window that is protected with an overhang or awning should last roughly a hundred years. Um, so something to chew on in your design and development of building. Um, and then one thing, so Matt went through his the floor plans of his personal home. Um, that was really insightful to see. And um, I, I know we've all thought about this, like centralizing mechanicals and things for, for home efficiency. Um, but Matt made the, the comment, he's like, the highest demand is your hot water heater. And my hot water heater is six plumbed feet from my uh, owner's shower. So he, um, you don't really need any like recirculating lines or anything like that if it's that close, because basically you turn it on and you've got almost instant on demand hot water because you're just right there to the unit. So again, something to consider. Alrighty, alrighty. Just going through the comments here. I'm sure this is why everybody joins in. I'm sorry, I mention this every episode, but <laughs> the singing and filling time is what's fun and why you guys are here. All right, um, I'm going to transition to the builder show and some floor plan trends that I saw and kept reoccurring. Um, after the show, I'm convinced if you have the space for it, um, I think every home needs two office spaces or workstations in today's environment. Um, so I think the, the traditional office off the front door is a little dated. Um, Yes, it's nice if you're having clients over and they don't have to traipse through your entire home to get to your office, but there's a lot of interruptions on the front and that big like 12 by 13 office or 14 by 15 is just a lot of floor area that we're finding people don't need. So most, most families, most households I'm designing for now have multiple people that need to work at home. I mean, we have a snow day right now and so there are four people in my house that all need a workspace workstation. We have one office um, and then we've carved some out in other areas. But I think from the floor plan design trends that I saw at the show, it's just more and more evident that the office space can be smaller and smaller. And that's fine as long as there's a door to shut and somewhere to go. Um, a lot of five by five, seven by seven, little office spaces, even traditional front office that has that I talked about earlier with the, the 14 by 13 big French doors off the foyer, like that can be split into two separate workstations. Um, you can do creative things with like glass transoms between the workstations to divide the space, divide up the light um, and other things like that. Um, but it's, it's an area that I would highly recommend um, if you're thinking of designing a home plan out. Okay. If we have a, 
a snow day, a work from home day, a e-learning day, uh, another, God forbid, another quarantine period. Um, where's everybody going to work? Because most of us are available to work from home. Now, I get that not everybody has a work from home job. Totally understand that. But there's a lot of us that do. Um, so if you can find ways to get people the space that they need to work from home, like do it. Think about that really, really, really early in your design process. Um, so there's more notes from the show I could dive into. Uh, anybody have any questions on any of that before I dive into a couple projects? So I am going to be doing a couple projects on and through the site um, that will be available for purchase. So I have and have had up for a couple of years now a um, room sizing guide on my website. Um, so this has a couple of bedrooms, a couple of bathrooms, and a hallway stairway area in it. And it says like, this is the size I would design for. Um, the primary bedroom being like 14 by 14. 13 is really a good minimum if you want to fit a king size bed in. Um, this is a good size for walking closets, etc. So I have actually going to expand that um, and deliver a deluxe version of it. Going to be somewhere in the range of 10 to 15 sheets. Um, and it will be all examples of floor plans that I've designed for people or worked with people on. All these will be there might be minor tweaks to them. I might take out some of the specifics of um, what a specific client wanted that might not appeal to everyone. But um, for the most part, they will all be floor plans that I designed that people are really living in and really using. So this is exactly what I would recommend in certain scenarios. So I'm going to have multiple kitchens. If you want your uh, sink in the island, what's a good size for that island? Or sink to the back. If you really want to be concise and save money on a kitchen foot print what's a good working layout for that um and i'm gonna go through everything in the home hallways garages laundry rooms um as i mentioned kitchens so please keep your eye out for that i'm sure i'll be announcing it on all my social channels but follow along um, so that will be for sale soon um in addition to that i'm pairing with a home builder this is an early announcement for everyone to be releasing some of their documentation for sale. So I'm really, really excited about this. Um, I'm going to get to use their real working option sheets, their um, scope of work documents, work orders, purchase orders. Um, I'm going to assemble that in a package, both Excel and PDF, and be able to... Um, share that with you guys for, um, you know, we're going to sell that on the website. So if you are thinking of general contracting your own house, if you're a new GC just starting out, or if you just want to, you know, have the, be armed with the data to, to, um, be able to check your site and your build as it's going and just kind of help keep your builder accountable. This is some great stuff to do this. So these are these are sheets that have been like honed over 15 or 20 years of the industry. Um, this is actually what this builder uses on a daily basis. Um, and it covers everything from like siding install to wood flooring install, septic and well contractors, um, 
the option sheet is about 10 pages, I think. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be great. I, and I'm really, really excited about it. Excited to launch that. So I think I'm going to do a pre-sale on that soon. Um, see a comment would love to get that sizing guide as well. So I'm going to start a pre-sale on that soon as well. Um, I'll probably do the, the first 10 or 20 to buy it. We'll get a, um, promotional price from there, you know, um, the starter sale, but yeah, I, the goal is to release those within the next couple of weeks, maybe a month or so. So that is what's been going on with Burnham Design Co. A lot of stuff in a little bit of time here. Um, if I don't see any questions in the next couple of minutes, I'm going to wrap it up and call this a day. Um, I will schedule another one for two weeks out from now. Um, if you have any questions in the meantime, feel free to, you can always comment them on these videos as you see them. Um, the easiest way to get a hold of me is probably through Instagram. That's at um, Burnham Design Co. B I R N A M Design Co. Um, I am on TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you are just catching on now and you want to listen to this full podcast, um, it's on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think that's it for me. And I hope you all have a great day.